You are listening to The Beckett Cook Show with your host, Beckett Cook. For more information about Beckett and his ministry, visit his website at beckettcook.com. To help support the podcast, visit patreon.com slash the Beckett Cook Show. Please consider subscribing to the podcast and leaving a five-star rating. Hey guys, welcome to the Beckett Cook Show. I'm Beckett Cook, and I have a very special guest today, mm-hmm. China Phillips Baldwin. And we're doing a Catching Up with China episode. So today we're going to catch up with you. I'm so excited to catch up with yeah. you. Yeah. So tell us what's been going on. Because I know there's been a lot of activity in your life in the last month. Yeah. Well, I'm very, very excited to tell you that, as you know, we bought a house. So I'm Amazing. very, very excited about that. Praise God. Due to lots of different circumstances, Billy and I were forced to rent for the for the past 14 years. And for the past, so 14 China years. has been renting in Montecito or Santa Barbara for the last 14 years. And how many times have you moved? Um, at least 10. <laughs> <laughs> So wait, tell us, because that's really bizarre to me. Well, because people won't give you more than a two or three year lease. Like they just, yeah, they want their house back. And so was every time you moved, was it a traumatic kind of experience? No, I I love to move actually. You do? I love moving. um, Because as a kid. As a kid, I moved a lot. So you would think it would be the opposite that I would want to set down roots, but actually I enjoy new beginnings. I, I do enjoy new beginnings, but do I wish we could have bought a house 14 years ago and not had to have moved all those times? Yeah. And <laughs> what was the logic of not buying a house 14 years ago? Not having the money. <laughs> <laughs> That's good logic. Yeah. Because I mean, you guys left New York. We left New York. Billy was on a really hot show, Dirty Sexy Money, and it was like, you know, we were really doing great. And then the writer's strike hit and the show got canceled. And, you know, we made from we went from making tons and tons of money to like going into the black and it really stripped us and we had to start from scratch. We literally had to rebuild and our lives and start from the ground up. Yeah. And the Bedford house that we had in Bedford, we had to sell for like a quarter of what we bought it for. Bedford, New York, right? Yeah. And so it was just a really bad situation. And how did you find this house? This one we're in now? No, the one that you're moving into. Oh, um, interestingly enough, it was a trust house. So it was um, all the money that they make off this house is going to charity, which is awesome. That's amazing. Very happy about that. Wait, so the owners, why, why did so they- So somebody passed away uh-huh. and they left it to their, I think, nephew because they didn't have kids. And so then their nephew became the trustee and- um, in the tr- in the will, it said, you know, this house goes to charity. Wow. So, yeah. Do you know what charity or can you not say? I, he, I have no idea. Wow. That's pretty amazing to yeah. leave all that to charity. I know. I mean, that's a, yeah, <clears throat> that's amazing. It's great. And so how did you, how did you decide on this house? Like what was the, what grabbed you about it? Well, it was in our price range. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing to yeah. consider. Yeah, it was in our price range and it's just on a beautiful half acre of land, which is hard to find in this area because yeah. it's just 
so pricey. Everything is so expensive. California. Here is, I know. Uh, it used to be California dreaming. Now it's California nightmare. <laughs> screaming. Screaming. <laughs> it's so expensive here. To, yeah. Yeah. So we, um, a lot of people made offers on the house. So we were just really lucky to be the top bidders. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. And you taught me what hallelujah means today. Praise God. Yeah. Right? Because hallelujah is praise and Yah is Yahweh as in God. So Amazing. praise God. Hallelujah. hallelujah. That's so yeah. cool. I never knew that. Um, yeah. So uh, we, yeah, we, we closed. Escrow closed. And we get praise the God. keys on March 9th. And I'm really, really excited. I'm just going to. And how are you. Set some roots. I'm ready to set some real roots. Yeah. This is like. You're probably going to maybe retire. Don't say no, it. retire in okay. this house. Okay, fine. I didn't say the other word. I know, because you always say, you might die in this house. <laughs> like, this could be the house you actually die in. I can't I'm wait like to die. I don't know what she's talking about. I can't <laughs> wait. I, I want to be with Jesus. But anyway, go ahead. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so it's just super exciting, and the kids are really excited. I mean, um, you know, it's... Uh... Do you have to furnish the whole house? <laughs> <laughs> like what is the deal do you have furniture here that you're taking there like are you is this are you setting me up no i'm just okay <laughs> i'm just asking you okay yes we do need to furnish the whole house and um i have ideas yeah i have plans brewing um Good. Because we put so much down on the house that I'm not exactly sure how we're going to furnish the house. <laughs> so, but we're, we're going to do it. You might be sleeping on like an air mattress yes. for the first couple of years. Yes. But I, um, but I think I found a way around but you that. Found, yeah. it's, it's, little, it's kind of a secret, but. She knows how to do stuff. This, this yeah. woman knows how to get things I've done. I've got moxie, apparently. She's got moxie. And like, yeah. if you look in the dictionary under get things done, it's her picture. <laughs> it, it's there. Yeah. You really do. Like, what Thank have you. you always been? Because you must have, obviously, to start a band, Wilson Phillips, and mm -hmm. write songs and, and become a number one, so, you know, number one hit single. You have to be like, you have to be proactive. Yeah. Obviously. So, yeah. were you, I guess, were you the proactive one in the group? I mean, okay, that's a little bit of an awkward question. I don't want to ask get you in trouble. Uh, but you like make things happen. Like you just like, we're going to do this. We're going to form a band. I, and think we're gonna... that, I think Carney and Wendy would say that if anyone was going to stay the latest in the studio, it was going to be me. I would want to work all night long. I would want to write songs all night long. I can attest to this because... <laughs> I wake up at like seven in the morning and China's already texting me like all these questions about things. And then, um, and then until like, I don't know, midnight. And I'm like, do you ever stop? Um, and she's very like proactive and very like, let's get this done. Let's do this. So I actually love that about you. Cause you, you just, you don't wait around for things to happen. No, you, I mean, what's and obviously, the point? obviously, God is like you know directing you. In no, the... no, no, God's not directing <laughs> me at all. I'm just total self will run riot, and then I'm like, I'm sorry, Lord, forgive me. I've been like on my own, like just you know self will, and I repent. Like I, when I get my mind fixed on something, it's like I it's need like dog it to now. a bone. Need it now. And that's bad. But so where did, were you always like that as a kid? Yeah, I think I kind of was. I just, I just, I know my comfort zone. And if I'm out of my comfort zone, I will do anything to get back into my comfort zone. Does that make sense? So like with the house, like with the furniture, you know, I've emailed you a couple of things, but I, 
I call it a couple or ten thousand or ten thousand things. Like I've got a lot of ideas for my house, a lot of ideas, and but they have to be pasteurized. They have to be. You took my words. I, <laughs> they have to be pasteurized. So she calls me pastor. I call him pastor, and I will not buy anything unless it's been pasteurized, approved. By the way, so. I'm not an ordained pastor, but <laughs> so she. But it, I went to seminary, so she calls me pastor. I crack people's necks all the time, and they're like, "Wait, are, are you certified?" And I'm like, "In my heart." In my heart, I'm certified. But as a, You're certified as a pastor in your heart. In my heart, I guess yeah. I am. <laughs> I mean, I do. I yeah, whatever. But as a kid, like, did you, you know, when you wanted to do stuff with your friends or put on plays or put whatever. Oh, I was like, the leader. You were the leader. I was the leader. I can tell. I yeah, was the leader of very, the pack. Yeah. yeah, I was like, you stand there. You wear that dress. <laughs> that lipstick has to go. I don't know what you're thinking. You don't know how to act. You're out. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, and I, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think because you grew up really fast mm -hmm. and you had to like basically have your wits about you as yeah. a kid because yeah. like, you know, your mom was dating all these different guys, all these, and you were sort of left on your own mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that had a lot to do with you just being able to kind of do it on your own? Absolutely. I never thought about that, but yes, you should have been a therapist. <laughs> Yes. I know. I could have been. I, I, yeah, yeah, you broke that down real fast. Yeah, that's yeah. probably a lot of why I am the way I am. And so as a kid, when you saw something that was like not right or out of place or you did you just immediately want to fix it? Like, yeah. And if I couldn't fix it, I, you know, had a meltdown. You had a meltdown. Yeah. And so and it wasn't spoiled. It was just more like, you know, if I was at a school that I was unhappy with, I would just tell my mom, like, I'm, I'm just not going. I'm, I'm not going to that school, so you need to figure it out because I'm really unhappy there. And, you know, it would be a public school. And then I would say, I want to go to that private school down the road, and it would cost my mom a little bit more money. But I was so miserable. I just knew my comfort zone. I was very... I was I was very aware of the things that made me comfortable and the things that made me uncomfortable because I suffered so much as a child watching... My father, father's heroin addiction. I suffered with molestation. I suffered with, um, I, I suffered with, you know, moving around so much as a kid. And so I, ha I felt very out of control. So I think that's what it gets down to is that I need to feel in control. Right. So it's in a way, it's surprising that you've come to Christ and submitted to him because he's in control of your life mm -hmm. but does that do you find yourself kind of yeah that's, been, that? that's i think again doctor um <laughs> dr cook dr pastor cook yeah i i think that has a lot to do with it is that i feel afraid to completely surrender to god because i know that he has complete authority see that's the irony he already has complete authority and he's already in complete control so it's really foolish and ridiculous for me to even try and maintain a sense of control well you mentioned yesterday i think it was yesterday you mentioned something about god's discipline and you don't want to be spanked basically right so slapped holy slap you don't, I want, want, I don't holy, want the holy slap so you like as much as you want to control things you know that like you need to let god you know, ordain your steps. You need to let the spirit lead you. Otherwise you might kill. 
slap. Yeah, and I do get holy slaps. I mean, I can feel them. I can feel, and I'm so grateful because the Holy Spirit does make me sensitive to when I'm when I'm grieving the Spirit. I can really feel it, and I know when I am. And it's just, it, it's just a, it's a great opportunity to repent on the spot. I can just repent on the spot and say, "Oh, I'm sorry, Lord," because yeah. I can feel it. Do you ever just feel it in your chest when yeah. you do or say something that you're like, "Oh, I just know that didn't make God happy." Yeah, I mean, I recently I've been watching The Sopranos. Yeah, I know, <laughs> Maybe The Sopranos. <laughs> It's like I saw The Sopranos. I saw the entire series back in the day when it was came out. I never watched it. You never. It's well, you probably wouldn't like it. It's I am. like you know, especially now, I probably it's wouldn't like, like mafia. It. Yeah, but I just I've been rewatching some of it, and it's like it's weird because it's not healthy spiritually. And mm -hmm. I know even when I'm watching it, I feel like I'm grieving the spirit. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, God, forgive me. Mm -hmm. But it's like sometimes that again, like at night when I just want to zone out because I've had a long day and I just want to zone out and just like escape mm -hmm. instead of going to the Lord, which I should do. Mm -hmm. I it's, know. I it's know. like, I just want to zone out and watch some stupid show. And it's like, ah, it drives me cr crazy because I know that's not what Gonna the spirit, feed you. yeah, the spirit doesn't want me to do that. That's right. I have the same problem. We have the same issues. I know we have the same <laughs> exact issues, but so back to your childhood mm -hmm. when you're, when you were, you know, wanted to control things, how did your mother... I just realized I need a barbecue for my house. I've got, <laughs> got to get a grill. <laughs> you do I've need a grill. I've got to get a grill. Uh-oh. We're going to have to think about that. We're okay. going to call someone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oprah! <laughs> Oprah! Where's Oprah! Oprah! <laughs> she lives somewhere around here. Yeah. So, um, how did your mother respond to your kind of proactive, aggressive behavior that didn't really kick in i mean yes yeah, school and stuff she was usually very good about it she could tell that i was highly uncomfortable and i mean i was going to a school just so that you're not thinking i'm some spoiled brat i was going to a school where literally they would pull my hair there was this tunnel that went from the school to the PE field underneath the main road like this highway and it went underneath and it was dark and dangerous and scary and when I would go under there with my books and my little, you know, ponytail or whatever, like they would pull my ponytail back. They would push my books onto the ground. They'd pull me, push me against the wall, say horrible things to me. I was in a dangerous situation. Did you go to Paris Hilton's high school? <laughs> did you see that documentary? Yes, yes. Did you feel the same way? Yes, I did. Oh and so I told my mom after about three months of this, I just said, I can't do this anymore. And she understood. And she sent me to the Baptist school where I ended up getting saved. And did your, was your mother like super proud of you when you were, you know, proactive about, okay, I'm starting this band. I'm going to, you know, start doing, and you. Yeah, but she had no idea. I mean, she knew that we had a great sound, but I don't think she could have predicted. Nobody could the have success predicted that, that we were going to have. Yeah. She was really excited and very proud and still is. Yeah. She is? Yeah. D yeah. Did she love Hold On? Oh my gosh. She had the vinyl of Hold On. There was still vinyl you know and so she had the record and she would just play it over and over and over has your and mother over again. have you and your mother ever done a duet with that song no but or, or like, we've, we've duet, sung but... california dreaming together on stage yeah yeah I, I think i saw that yeah but she's has she ever sung hold on like no. even just like in the house N no <laughs> <laughs> no she's no. not she's not gonna no. sing hold on um, that's i mean hilarious. she might have sung it when i wasn't around but i don't remember anyway i 
So remind me, was your dad still alive when Hold On hit? Yes. So he took me to the Grammys. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he took me to the and Grammys. Was he like super... We were nominated for six and won none. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he was my date and he was got he me this really proud? great bracelet that had four uh, albums on it, gold. It was, it was a little corny, but it was so cute. And it had four albums on it. And one said, hold on. One said, release me. One said, you're in love. And one said, the dream is still alive. Wow. That's yeah. Sweet. And it was really sweet. It was really sweet. And he had, like thought about it. it and he was me. obviously super proud. Oh my gosh. Beyond. Did you guys like after that experience or after that song or whatever, did you guys Bond hang out more, more or talk more? Well, yes and no. We would talk a little bit more, but my father was an addict. Yeah. And so his first love was getting high. So yeah. um, unfortunately, to... you know, we never really stayed in, in touch. I would lose his number and then I wouldn't know how to reach him. And then he would lose my number and I would move. And we just never... We never had a great relationship. But you were there with him when he died. Yeah, I right? was there with him. Not at the moment that he died, but I, I was able to have my last moments with him the night before he died. And, I mean, you don't have to say, but, like, did you guys say, like, what did he say well, he was in, He was not conscious. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I was just able to sort of talk to him and just tell him. Were you, you a know, Christian said, at that point? Yes, but not really practicing, because I'd already gotten saved right. when I was 12, so, but I, I wasn't really, like on fire for Jesus at that point, or I would have made sure that he, you know, got saved before. <laughs> yeah. But apparently he did get saved because an old Mamas and Papas backup singer told me that she went to the hospital a few weeks before he died and went to his bedside and said, John, would you like to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? You know, this what? might be a good time to do it. <laughs> and he, said, and he yes. said, yeah, let's do it. Wait, yes. John Phillips is going to be in heaven? Yes. That's amazing. Wait, that's crazy. <laughs> I know. I love that. I know. That's and when amazing. he was in the coma, I just said, Dad, thanks. Because there were a few things that just stuck out in my mind of our relationship of memories, like taking beach walks. And we took beautiful beach walks in Malibu when I was a kid that I remember. And he would write songs with me. I'd sit on his lap and he would sit at the piano and we'd write songs together. I'm talking when I was four. And then he would take me to... Um, we went to London for a year when my mom was there too. And we had a, a couple, you know, really wonderful. They were still married? Moments. No, they actually were in London at the same time for different reasons. Okay. My mom was doing a movie and my dad was riding with like Keith, Keith Richards or something. Yeah. Yeah. And what, and so wait, he was in London that whole year you were there? Yeah. It was really weird. The whole year we were there. He and was you there hung too. out with him in London? Yes. He had a house like three miles down the road. Amazing. Yeah. And, but uh, it was not a good time. I mean, it was uh, that he was in the depths of uh, his drug addiction. And I saw things I probably shouldn't have seen at that age. And um, like my brother and I used to have fights with his syringes, like what water gun fights with his syringes, not with needles, uh, but just like the plastic syringes themselves. We filled them with water and we would score each other. I mean, that's just not normal. No, I don't think so. But yeah. <laughs> Did, uh, what do you think, did anyone try to do, like, in, not that interventions were a thing back then, but did anyone try to, like, mm, intervene? No, the answer him? to that would be no. I mean, maybe. I definitely wasn't part of an intervention with my dad. Um, and, I, and I don't know that anybody tried. Why do you think 
did he have a traumatic childhood or something? Like, why do you think, I think he... he did? He was in military school when he was five. He was sent to military school, five, five years old, and he stayed there till That'll he graduated high school. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So did he ever talk about his childhood? And his dad you? was an alcoholic. Oh. Basically lived in the basement. Wow. His whole life. So he probably, he had a pretty traumatic childhood. Yeah. And, and when, at what point did the drug use kick in? Like, it got really bad in 1977. Why, what was specific? What was, you know, I just think that, that he had, uh, gone from, um, Barbiturates? Is that what it's called? Barbiturates. Oh, barbiturates. Arbi I don't even know. Arbitrary barbiturates. Barbiturates to, you know, sometimes like things stop working after you use them long enough and yeah. then you just upgrade. You know, it's like he upgraded and I think it just, he just ended up shooting up intravenously. And, and so was that, 1977, was that like kind of like a lull in his career? Is that yeah. why you think it got bad? Probably. Yeah. He wasn't doing much in 1977. Wow. Yeah. And how old were you in 1977? I was eight. You were eight. Mm -hmm. Wow. Crucial time. Yeah. And you didn't really see him. You didn't hang out with him. You were like with your mom most of the time. Uh, well, like I said, I did spend some time with him in London, yeah. but it was mostly me and Rosa because Rosa went to London oh, too. Rosa right. was my housekeeper slash nanny. And um, yeah, Rosa and I were tied to the at the hip and, you know. She yeah. was, uh, she saved my life. If I didn't have Rosa in my life, I mean, she bathed me. She walked me to school. She cooked me every single meal. She wow. danced insane with me. She read me stories. She prayed for me. She was, you know, seriously Catholic. She went to mass every single Sunday. I used to see crucifixes hanging in. Did you go to mass with her or no? No. Uh-uh. Because she had weekends off. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um... Okay, so back to the house you're moving into. Yes. You so right now it's kind of this you're in flux, you're in transition. Mm -hmm. You you're doing, you know, you're doing a lot of stuff. You're being very proactive. Yes. Do you think once you get into the house and everything is like settled? Yeah. Do you think uh, you'll kind of feel just kind of comfortable? That's my prayer because my son as you know, a lot of you know, my son had cancer and it's just been a very, and very... he's 19. He's 19. He was diagnosed when he was 16. It was stage four. It was very, very serious and it was terrifying. And so it's been a really rough few years. And um, then my other mother passed away, Jackie, who I was super, super close to. And... I've just been in a really rough spot for, sorry, it's okay. for a few years. So I'm just really excited to be able to set down some roots. And I'm praying that things will, I, my therapist keeps saying, China, we're going to land your plane and we don't have to do it right away. Like it's a slow descent, you know, like yeah. slow descent. It's just been super traumatizing. I've just been, had a very traumatizing past few years Yeah, and meeting you, has brought so much joy and light Aww. seriously into my life and just having somebody to talk to that I can really identify with like as a Christian just to feel like I'm not because you know I'm a little bit eccentric <laughs> just a little bit <laughs> <laughs> but a fun eccentric like yeah in a great way. like I mean it's just but it's just I feel like I it's hard to find other Christians that you feel like you really identify with. And yeah. I really feel like I identify with you. And that's just been such a blessing. And 
um, to be able to start California preaching and to have such an amazing response to my channel and to have an outlet yeah. to be able to share with other people, not even just Christians, just people in general, you know, just all people, my walk with God. And from the comments, it looks as if people are starting to open their Bibles again. I and people know, are starting that's to what's pray so cool. again. It just feels good to know you're making a difference. You I know. know. I, I, I see the comments too on her channel California preaching on YouTube and you can really see like people kind of coming back to life as yeah. Christians they're like oh yeah like the Lord and he's the Lord of my life and he's the love of my life and you really have, well it's the Holy Spirit we can't it's the Holy boast. Spirit it's totally the Holy it's Spirit not, I know but it's like you have that gift from the Spirit to um activate people or to <laughs> to inspire people Thank so you. I think it's so great Thank um, you, God yeah and so what, uh, you mentioned therapy. I now, need an umbrella too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to get that too. Yeah. Um, you mentioned therapy mm -hmm. and. I got a Christian counselor. She she found a Christian counselor. Through Redeemer Baptist Church. Uh, through Tim Timothy Keller's, Keller's Church. church yeah. Tim Keller's Church. And so how, because how, how many months has that been going on? What are we talking about? Your oh, therapy. Um, so I've been in therapy now for about two and a half months. And how has that been like? Um, I love Judy. 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 Judy is her therapist. Name. And has that been like unearthing a lot of stuff? Or it like has. It has. And it, I feel like every week we're getting deeper and deeper and deeper. Because the first week we started working together, she was like, what have I gotten <laughs> myself into? <laughs> like I could tell in her voice that she was like, uh-huh. Okay. Um, I guess we'll speak next week. And I was like, oh no. Like I've completely traumatized Bless her. Bless you, Judy. Bless you, Judy. Bless you, child. Um, but yeah, we're starting to get into a real rhythm and, a, and we're getting in sync. And I think that she is starting to realize that there are a whole lot of layers to this onion uh -huh. and it's going to take some time. And how do you feel after each session? Are you like... I had one right before today. we started today. So you see, I was really Holy Spirit activated today. So I you felt, feel great. I after. felt great after. That's amazing. Yeah. And how Have long? you never done therapy? I, I did, but it, when it I, didn't it work was like, you. no, it was when I was, I was going to secular therapy back in, before I was a Christian. Oh, oh, oh and it was okay. Like yeah, pointless. yeah, yeah. Cause like when you yeah. don't know the meaning of life, totally. it's like a therapist can't help you. Yes. That's right. <laughs> they can help you. That's, I, I take that back. They can help you like figure stuff out, but ultimate, they can't help if you with, they don't, ul with ultimate things. If they don't share your faith in Christ, where are you really going? Yeah. You're yeah. just like spinning in you're, circles yes, and like. Exactly. That's why I had to leave my. My other therapist, whom I loved, she was a great woman, but at the end of the day, every time I'd bring up the word Jesus, it would be like this, mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm, you know, and I just couldn't, Yeah, couldn't. Yeah, I get that. I get that. But how long do you think you'll continue? You'll need I'm to nowhere continue. close You're to nowhere being close. healed. I mean, I literally feel like I need therapy at least for another five years. <laughs> That's the thing is like, I think a lot of times... Christians in general kind of think like, oh, once you get saved, all your problems just like immediately yeah, go no. away. And in a sense they do, some of them do. And in a sense, you're so overwhelmed with like God and, and being in love with Jesus that yeah. everything else kind of just disappears. But then after a while, those old things start coming back in. That's right. And you're like, wait a minute, where did that come from? Yes. And so you have to 
actually address those things. That's right. And get to the root of them and have the Holy Spirit pull them out. The gardener. Have the Jesus, gardener. the gardener, pull those things out by the roots. That's exactly right. And I, I love that analogy. And I also love the analogy of like God's coming into my house and ripping out the pipes and knocking down the walls. And I'm going, what are you doing? You know, the roof is coming off. And I'm like, what? And then I realize because he has to make his home suitable, this is his royal residence. Yeah. So he has to make the home suitable for him. And it's a palace. Yeah. He want, you know, so he's, he's working on me. He's like dusting, he's, he's, sweeping he's working the, on me. Yeah. He's yeah. sweeping out all the whatever dust bunnies from your heart. Dust bunnies from dust my heart. Dust bunnies. I, I don't know where that, that came okay. from. <laughs> that has to be the name of some punk group, like the dust bunnies. Dust bunnies. <laughs> And, um, and so, and how are, and how are things with Billy? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we might have to cut tape you know. right here. <laughs> Billy and I are very, very different individuals. And I think that as we grow in our marriage and at, the more time we spend together, I mean, we've been together for almost 30 years now. So we've really come to realize that we are perfectly imperfectly matched if that yeah. makes sense and so he, he is like super grit east coast strong island uh you know he should have been a lawyer he he wanted to go to law school he's always got his argument ready to go and i'm like the <laughs> west coast you know i'm like the little leaf flowing in the wind Flower i go child. here i go hither the you know tither <laughs> it's like i'm this, i and I don't really have an opinion on politics so much. I don't yeah. judge. Please don't judge. And, well, and he's very And he's politics. super political. I mean, uber political. Yeah. And, you know, he's really into wrestling and I could care less. Wrestling. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> we don't. The only thing we have in common is that we have nothing in common. That's what we share in common. Well, what's. And kids. And, what's cool you know, is Billy is on. A road trip for like a month now yes oh, and, thank you jesus well no but i just i've been praying for him because i feel like maybe this time alone like driving in his car and just yes. like i don't know i'm just praying that god would just like holy really the holy spirit would minister to him and god would just reveal himself to him please like because that would be so cool oh my gosh if billy came back and he was a christian You'd be like, what? You, you've got a big God. Like, you are, you must have a very big God if you're praying those things. Like, thank you. Because yeah. I don't pray those things. I, 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 I think when you're too close, when you're too intimately connected to something, it's harder to pray for it. Does that yeah. happen? Do you understand what yeah. I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I get it. And so it's great that you have objectivity and that you can see it from a different perspective and that you're able to pray for him in a way that I'm incapable of praying for him. I mean, I yeah. love my husband and I do pray for him. I pray for his salvation, but... Please keep praying. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Please keep praying. And I love I love Billy because nobody makes me laugh harder than him. He's fun. Billy's hilarious. He's very amazing. funny. Very, very funny. And I love him. And you know, he's um you know, I love when people are self deprecating. You know, he's not self deprecating, but I am very self deprecating and so I can take a joke. I can take when the joke is on me. Have you ever noticed that whenever he cracks a joke, usually it's about me <laughs> yes. and yes. i take it very well and i actually think it's hysterical so like yeah i love billy so much and and i've come to realize more and more and more that he, we're perfectly suited for each other i mean god put us together for a reason and 
we're actually in the process of writing a book, which is really exciting, which I can't talk a whole lot about. But yeah, okay. we're writing a book and it's dredging up, trust me, a lot of stuff at good and bad. But it's very cathartic, and I feel like it's going to be an incredible book, and it's going to be super raw and honest. Well, I, I have I got a sneak preview of the book. You Billy, did. Billy read me the first chapter of the book, and I, 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 I mean, it's going to be really, really amazing. You guys are going to love this book. It's, it's like a page turner for yeah. sure. Yeah. So I can't wait till you guys finish this and it Thank gets you. published. Thank Praise you. Praise the Lord. So we have a cookbook show. Did you know that? <laughs> Yes, we have a cookbook show called... The Holy Cookbook Show. That was her idea, which was such a genius idea, because obviously my last name is Cook. So The Holy Cookbook Show, and we actually just shot an episode today up in Montecito, yep. and... Uh, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. And today was such a great, there was such like synergy going on. Did you yeah. feel it? We, we talked about, we talked about Satan. We talked about, yeah, satanic um, salmon. <laughs> satanic because salmon. Because we kind of broke down who Satan is and biblically what he's all about. And so that was very fun. But I, we love doing this cookbook show and I love what China said recently about the cookbook show. It's basically... Uh, what did you say? Smoke it's, a, it's a smoke screen for the gospel mm -hmm. because we, that's another thing that we connect on is we love sharing the gospel. We love evangelizing. We, uh, like when we were on that, on the hotel roof, yes! we evangelized oh for a whole God. weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. I wish yeah. you made me talk about that. So yeah. So China and I, China came to LA to get away from, she just needed a weekend away and she came with her daughter and her daughter's friends. And we were at the Peninsula. Should I say that? It's okay. It's we were at the Peninsula we Hotel. We splurged. She stayed at the Peninsula Hotel. And so we basically, I went over the two or three days that she was there. <laughs> and we, we hung out. It was like perfect weather in LA. It was like 75 degrees. Sometimes I'd call him in the morning and be like, Pastor, you're going to meet me at the top of the peninsula at the pool? And he'd be like, I'm already here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so it was just a crazy, amazing time because there were all these people in cabanas. We had our own cabana on the roof, and there were all these other kind of people, this British couple and these Russians and, like, other people. <laughs> and China and I, we were just, like, talking about Jesus the whole time, kind of yeah. to each other, but really loudly. Yeah. Really loud. And people were, like, overhearing They were us. intrigued. And this British woman was, like... You guys come sit over here. Right, and come sit with us. Come sit with us. And we sat with them and like we evangelized and I told them my story, which is so scandalous. And they, they didn't seem that scandalized. And China told her story. To the and Russian I think, girl. I think that the woman was even like, you know, uh, oh, my father was a photographer and he photographed, you know, rock bands in the 70s, the 60s or whatever. You're like, did he photograph my parents? <laughs> and she was like, and she made a phone call and she was like, no, he, 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 my father never photographed your parents. But he did like, she did say the doors and like some yeah. other really big, the Beatles. So anyway, it, that was so fun to, because it's really that honestly, and I know you feel the same way. It's like evangelizing Telling people about Jesus is the most fun thing to it's do. It's so much fun. It's There's nothing more exciting because it's the best news in the universe. That's exactly right. And when you get to tell people the good news, it's like, mm -hmm. it's so fun. It's like, to, it's almost like 
seeing the most amazing movie you've ever seen and mm-hmm. like telling um, and then after the movie you're like oh my gosh you guys gotta see this movie it's amazing yes the most beautiful love story ever told yeah. and so that was a super fun weekend and i hope we have <laughs> many more well we thought weekends. about starting a reality show about just like evangelizing on rooftops and yeah. hotels Roof, rooftop, which i think is kind of a great idea rooftop gospel we yeah call it. yes Ooh, i like that let's, yes. let's put that but yeah, the Holy Cookbook Show is a really fun way to evangelize. And I'm not, you know, an amazing cook. You are a way better cook than I am. You're, I don't know about that. You're really, well, you know your stuff. And so, um, except maybe the avocado oil. I use olive oil. <laughs> but um, but I love the Holy Cookbook Show because we get to talk about Jesus and we get to have fun. And we, it's, it's such just, a nice balance of yeah. all of it, of just laughter and the gospel and good food and friendship. It's everything all yeah. mixed into one. So, guys, make sure you go to California Preach and her channel on YouTube and watch all the Holy Cookbook shows because they're super fun. They're really good. I think there's one on my channel, too, but uh, that's confusing. So just go to her <laughs> channel. And, um, and I think that's it right yeah yeah. thank you so much for having some time with me thank you for i'm so glad we had this time Time together together. make it stop (laughs) every time i see she tells she tells me to make it stop (laughs) um so thank you guys for joining this week on the becca cook show and share like subscribe and we'll see you next week and share the good news of jesus yes peace of christ peace of christ bye guys bye guys Thank you for listening to this episode of The Beckett Cook Show. Your support makes this content possible. All episodes of The Beckett Cook Show are also available on YouTube. For more information about Beckett and his ministry, visit his website at beckettcook.com. Our world can feel chaotic and uncertain, but we don't have to live enslaved to fear. Christ has promised me and you his peace, and throughout scripture has provided powerful tools and practical steps to help us experience greater freedom. I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, inviting you to join me and my team as together we learn how to starve our fears and feed our faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com or wherever you access podcast content.